Welcome to the Metagenics Best Practice Podcast, Standing on the Shoulders of Giants. Practitioner to practitioner conversations to inspire, mentor and learn from. Linda Gruprich is a qualified naturopath and nutritionist who works predominantly online from her home in Ballina, New South Wales. Linda focuses on gut health, in particular on people who have constipation. Looking the picture of health, she has been building her public profile with an engaging newsletter, writing articles in Food Matters, and using collaborations with others who already reach out to Linda's audience. Linda shares how she makes herself visible in the online market, how she consults online, and how she promotes her online bowel care program. I join Linda in her back garden at home and chat over a cup of her signature Better Me tea. Thank you so much for your time, Linda. I'm uh, today at Linda's house in Ballina, where she works from home. She's got a little home office with a stand-up desk, very modern. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and she's all set up to uh, run a different kind of practice to the one that we're mostly used to. And the reason why I wanted to talk to Linda today and share Linda with you was because of her diversity and her, let's just call it her, spread as far as letting people know that she exists and that she's an expert in her field and the world of constipation. Um, So thanks for your time, Linda. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. (laughs) You're welcome. Um, So what first caught my eyes, well, one, the fact that I knew you because you used to be one of our wonderful... And our sales team in Sydney, you've yes, retired. Yes, we go to, way back. <laughs> we do. So you've retired, so to speak, to the uh, to Ballina, to the lovely, lovely uh, region of the coast. Bit of a change, um, and you are specialising in constipation disorders. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You want to tell me a little bit about that speciality? As in how I came to be specializing in constipation yeah that's a good start yes well I guess for a couple of reasons um my own personal experience with constipation and and as having the role of being a rep and traveling quite a bit you know interstate Mm. as we always do when people travel and especially me I would always get banked up and I would always you know be mortified because as a naturopath you feel like you've got your diet in check you're moving your body and you know still I would come across these problems so that was my own personal experience with it and so I started to glean a lot of you know tools in order to just get things moving again and when I got back into practice after leaving health world you know I wanted to focus on gut health I drilled down into that niche and I really started to see how huge of a problem constipation was and so and all of the repercussions and all the consequences that come mm. from someone being constipation constipated you know whether it's skin health or you know hormonal imbal- imbalance or you know mood and all that sort of stuff and yeah. so I wanted to specialize a little bit further and then look at that and also um, just lighten the load for want of a better <laughs> word like because they, people were really really embarrassed and ashamed to talk about it and so it just took a little bit of time to to loosen people up and to get them comfortable talking about this topic and I can be a bit of a dork and I don't mind being that person that that sheds light on something that's very common and you know and is a big issue so I've noticed in your in your newsletter that you send out how how often does the email newsletter go out I do that weekly weekly so I've noticed in that 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 you have so much you mix so much humor into something to I suppose take the sting out of people's self-consciousness around the around the um, bowel the bowel area absolutely um, and I, I find it really works well I actually really love jumping on having a little look at your newsletter oh, thank I find you. it quite attractive actually <laughs> um 
So the um, I was talking about the the spread, your diversity, because we don't have a vast amount of time today. But um, what attracted me was originally looking and seeing that you know you've you've written with Huffington Post, you or you've what's your association with that. And you've, uh, it, most of the articles have been for Mind, Body, and Green and okay. Food Matters. Yeah. Um, someone shared. Well, referred to my article in Huffington Post, so that's probably what you saw. Okay, so Someone from is. the States okay. kind of went, oh, do you mind if I reference your article um, yes. with a link on? And her article is actually in the Huffington Post, and so okay. it was a little bit of exposure there. Okay, yeah. so you, it was a Body, Mind, Green article. Yep. And then what that's called is when when somebody refers back to you and your article and then provides a link back to your article. It's called a backlink. Um, just for anybody listening that cares to know. <laughs> yeah. uh, but backlinks are one of the best ways to get yourself well-known because Absolutely. it's like having a reference. It's a, a third-party validation of what you're doing. It drives people to your website. Credibility. credibility. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <clears throat> Especially so. when you work in the online space, Yeah, I find. You know, if you don't have a physical presence in the way of a clinic you know how do you get yourself out there it's 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 by you know writing articles for someone that has a huge audience like mind body and green or collaborating with other practitioners or people that are like-minded in the health industry you just got to get creative otherwise how are people going to find you yeah and you can be proactive totally Yeah. yeah so speaking of um online businesses as I said in the beginning your business is a little bit different to the majority of businesses out there but I am seeing this expanding I'm starting to see more practitioners working online so can you share a little bit about how that works how does that roll like your day-to-day schedule how do you see people how do you attract them how do you retain them yes Mm. Um, and thank god for uh, metagenics hey because I think (laughs) the retention side of things has certainly been because of health world and the protocols and you know I'm just so used to rebooking people you know I'm so used to having systems in place um, in order to to get the the best results for people and and it won't come from one consultation or them falling off the bandwagon after two consults the online consults um, it's it's all done via I use Clinico as my platform okay Um, and I'm sure there's many others out there like Acuity and and all the all the others that I probably need to explore to see. But um, Clinico does a lot. You know, you can pop all your files on there and um, I send my prescription out through Clinico. Um, I see them via Skype or some people use FaceTime, but most of them, I prefer Skype, to be honest, because I can see them a bit clearer. I'm not juggling a phone or yes, yep. you can probably put FaceTime on a computer, but I'm not that savvy with that. Need to be a, I an eye computer maybe maybe <laughs> maybe um so uh, yeah what other questions with the with the online space did you just just how does it work as in uh you know most people are so used to having oh look there's my waiting room and a dispensary a coming in the dispensary yes. do you do the online ordering system or what, what happens patient order system yeah. yep absolutely i don't keep stock it's easy for me um the delivery turnaround is ridiculous with health work, to be honest. I, I still, to this day, cannot believe that it's a day turnaround. Mm. Um, Which I actually got a story that yesterday. Mm. I was driving from Ballina 
actually down to to Port Macquarie and on the way my my aunt lives on the way my elderly aunt she's 90 next month and I called in and just dropped in for 15 minutes just to say hello and she said oh have you got anything for energy I said yeah yeah I'll just so I rang Healthworld put it on my account and when I came back through today I was just standing there at the door and the next thing was told by rings and there's yeah. the delivery the next day it was amazing it's outstanding and to be honest people are busy and so mm. and that's why the online space works for a lot of people you know in the beginning it might be a bit odd for some patients but others they just find it so useful because they can do it in their lunch break they don't need to spend two hours getting to somewhere they don't need to wait um you know it's it's the patient order system is fantastic for me as well because i can just i tend to place the order for them and pay with their credit card obviously i get their permission um i find that easier um others you know choose to probably get their patients to contact health world themselves but i think sometimes to make life easy i just take that roll that job off the patient yeah. do it myself so i know that they're getting the products that i want them to to get so it's preventing leakage absolutely and yeah. i and i just know that um they do it because if they forget to do it give it a couple of days or you know they might just eventually like it might take them a while to actually take the action themselves to make yeah. that phone call so i just make it easy for them and you're reducing the chance of them picking up something at the supermarket just in case because oh, they've run out of time or whatever yeah yeah so that's a it's a that's a, a big issue in the industry that I'm hearing at the moment is what we call leakage, where people are buying their products somewhere else rather than for the practitioner. So by you doing that, brilliant. Yeah. It but it, it's, it, um, it all comes down to education, doesn't it? Mm. Uh, and hopefully you're not probably doing those little modules that you used to do anymore no, online. No, we've got new ones. We've got new Great. ones there, uh, the, patient, uh, the, pr- the product videos, and so they're actually on our first page of the website and you scroll down to the bottom and it's got little product videos on there okay with little um, explanations and so um, pa- practitioners can learn about that but they can also show their patients yeah and I look I find those things really useful because it, it sometimes you just need the language in order to say to inform people of why you want them to choose mm-hmm. that fish oil for example yeah. why and because they they just need to know because otherwise it's like well what's the difference this one's a lot cheaper yeah. it's fish oil you know um should I be taking difference. that? Exactly. So yeah. you just have to explain you know, the quality and the potency and all that sort yeah. of stuff. And generally people are absolutely fine. They trust you. It's, it's fine. Okay. You know, um, they get the results yeah. because they're using the right product. And so mm. I, I find that it's it just comes down to education and the language. I don't have a lot of leakage, to be honest. I probably have one person that, um, because she has a network of practitioners, like an yes. integrated GP yeah. and all that yeah. sort of stuff, she's asked if she could get it all at the one place, which I don't have a problem with. But generally it's fine. It's usually mm. path of least resistance for patients. You, mm. you take it off their hands, you order it for them, um, all they need to do is pay for the freight and it's there the next day. They don't have to drive anywhere to get it. So it's, I don't I don't have an issue with it. It's oh, good. Glad to hear that. Yeah. So how do you how do you um, attract people? How do people find you? It's not like you've got a shop front and yeah. people can go, hey, drop in and see you. So I think um, for me, it's, it's my biggest traffic drivers have been um, developing content for people like Mind, Body, Body and Green or Food Matters. Um, but also collaborating with others. So, for example, I collaborate with a, uh, a friend of mine who owns a um, natural skin company called Ecology, yeah. and we're very in line. You know, she's, she 
is all about the gut health. Um, I've jumped on her podcast. You know, um, I recommend her creams because I absolutely love them and they've been mm. great for me. Um, and she also has developed those creams because of eczema and her own personal experience with these things. And so I think that that was great in that that, that collaboration worked really well because her audience um, was all over health and gut health and everything because they'd been listening to a podcast. Mm. Um, jumping on podcasts has been great for me as well. So, again, um, I've been on a few now and some are, some are don't necessarily have a big audience, but they have been good for me to just develop my voice, yes. yeah. you know. And then you've got people like Low Tox Life, which I've just jumped on, and that has been gold for me. And, and again, it was because it was my audience. So... I think for me it's been a case of um, thinking about who has my audience, yes. what is going to be a bit of a win and win, win-win relationship, what, who can I add value to, like in the sense of how can I add value to their audience and then I just pitch them, I just ask the question. Some of them I already have relationships with but I still sell myself in because I kind of go, well, okay, they need to um, see what value I'm going to add to their audience. They're not just going to have me on to sell myself like I obviously want to jump on to to be able to be of interest and add value and then if people um connect with me Mm -hmm. um on the podcast or on even in an article with my voice in an article then Mm -hmm. they get in contact and so from that particular using that as an example um jumping on a podcast from that um i've had a, a, you know someone sign up to my bowel care program multiple tea sales and uh, probably about two or three new patients and so that was that was that was a great collaboration yeah um so it's generally that so jumping on podcasts writing content um and just making sure it's going to the right platforms i think mm-hmm. uh mind body and green has been good but the audience um People will inquire that are from the states or the or UK, mm. or the UK and that, which is fine. But I cannot treat someone because I'm not insured, and so therefore um, I don't go down that path. Sadly, I so may you look can't into. Do, you can't do international. You can just do. No, Australians. apparently not. And I think I need to to look into that a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I probably could get insured for international patients, and I think there might be a need for that soon. I've. Um, but I think, you know, the time difference, it's, it's you know, I want to master Australia before I tackle international <laughs> at the moment. Food Today Matters Australia, is better. tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> and look, I think someone, a platform like Food Matters or some, you know, is a bit more relevant for a, maybe an Australian practitioner because you, you might be getting more of an Australian audience. Yes. You know, so yes, I think yeah. thinking about those things is really important as well. Yeah. So you mentioned about your program and you mentioned your tea. Yes. So your tea is your signature tea. Yes. Uh, and I'm drinking a cup of it at the moment and it's beautiful. And it's got that really nice uh, pale yellow ginger colour that comes from the ginger component in there. Mm. And quite impressed with it. So that's oh, an online tea sale and that's something that's, that's just your one signature product is that right yes at the moment um and in the bowel program now but um so that was just developed because i wanted to create a tea that wasn't harsh like it didn't contain any senna or mm. you know so moved people away from laxative use and colonics and that and they would and randomly it's like that product that we used to have at metagenic smyoplex Yes, yes. Well, you look at the formula and you go, look, there's not, there's not like massive potencies of any of them, but that in synergy just 
bloody works. And it's the same with the tea. Like you look at the formula and you go, yeah, it could possibly move the bowel. But for whatever reason, that actual formula works really well for a lot of people and they just love the taste. And so that's been, you know, that's randomly taken off. Yeah. Um, I'd like to, to grow that even more. Do you think it's also the process of sitting down and just stopping for a moment yeah. to have a cup of tea? Yes. It's part of that as well. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's not working, it's beautiful. Yeah. It could, yeah, it could possibly it, be. It is a prokinetic, so hopefully I'll be all right when I get in the car. I don't have to try for <laughs> the next two hours. I've got some diapers here if you want. No. <laughs> uh, no, all good. Yeah, but, but that's, that's the, one pro- the one product at the moment. And then. So do you make that yourself? Yes, in at the moment, in the uh, not in here in the kitchen. I do, I do. That will eventually, the manufacturing will eventually be taken outside of home. That's okay. the big plan. But yeah. um, and maybe yeah, I'll come back and talk of, to yeah. you, see how that goes down <laughs> yeah, the track when it's rolling. It, it sort of scares me, but I think you know, yeah. if I want it to grow, I'm going to have to think about you know, yeah. moving beyond mm. home manufacturing. So why did you choose to go an online business as opposed to a shop front, so to speak, the traditional way? Um, I think when I moved from Sydney and I moved up here, I started to work with a friend of mine who runs a clinic up these parts and, um, it just, it just, I felt as though just being exposed to one demographic, like one suburb, one area, it just sort of made the whole, like it, 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 lessened my exposure and I I just kind of wanted to still have people that I could see from Sydney and you know I'd already had someone that was following me on social media that I'd been seeing online who was from Adelaide and I kind of didn't want to stop that and then it it actually was something that my partner said he said look you've already got the system set up online do you need to to see people in the flesh and I went well actually Probably not. We'll see how it goes. You're focusing on what you're focusing on. So if if it was a different type of speciality, then it might be a different different picture. Possibly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and I think um, because I'm so used to um, sending the prescription out via email, everything is um, done via that platform or that method to, to now physically do it by hand or in physical paper yeah. it's just too many balls in the one air too many things to think about for me anyways I much yeah. prefer to just have you know streamline streamline it all line it all for myself yeah. and have one sort of system in place yeah so I do miss the physical contact of a team though yeah. and a clinic yeah. yeah yeah which is why um making sure that I am part of a networking group a weekly networking group okay. has been gold for me yeah. coming up to a new um moving to a new suburb um mm. In order to town, actually. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly. And just, you know, to also just find my voice. How do you sell yourself in 60 seconds? Mm. Collaborating with the community as well. So I've gained more um, patience locally by joining a networking group, but it just gets me out of the house, you know, because when you're on Skype, you can wear your rug boots. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't really, you don't have to wear a bra if you don't want to. Not that I say that I I don't do that, but, you know, it's, you don't have to, um, there's only so much you can see on Skype. And so yeah. I think, you know, physically getting ready, getting out of the house, exposing yourself to community and yeah. people is is a must if you, you know, if you do work from home or online. I think it's, for me personally, it's really been really yeah. healthy to get out. Mm, so it sounds like it'd be a great way to do the online business for if you've got young children at home. Yes. Apart from the 
probably the background noise but yeah absolutely mm. well that's the goal like I don't really want to step away completely when I have a child but I don't mm. I don't know I've never had a kid before so I could I could be well wanting to I don't know <laughs> <laughs> oh. do you think you'd ever um go back into the full practice thing or this is really working for you at the moment as in the physical oh, like practice as in the physical practice yeah oh, I'm not sure okay at this point in time probably not I'm too far gone, Ed. <laughs> too far gone. No, is, is it is it uh, tempting then? The, the when you're working from home, is the temptation to work in the evenings, to work out of normal hours, to fit around other people's work schedules? Is it is that? I've been pretty is, clear. Like I've I've okay. set myself the the um, boundaries of not wanting to work on the weekends, yeah. even though I've had multiple requests of do you work on a Saturday that works yeah. for me and also nine to five is what I try to keep it yeah um and generally people are okay you'll get the occasional person that I'll, I'll, I'll see after five um sometimes really early in the morning but generally people are okay you know okay. if they can't factor in half an hour even when they're sitting at work find a room dedicate that time gen- yeah. it's it's fine most mm. of the time for people yeah yeah but I think you've got to be really headstrong for me personally I've had to be really um, headstrong about that because if I start to for I'm most effective in the morning you know that's when I'm more creative when I've got more energy when when I step out of that consult I'll get the prescription together and be able to filter that through to them effortlessly and with energy and with you know with with thought but if I head towards the end of the day when I'm thinking about dinner and what I need to prepare and okay I've got to rush this prescription I've got to get it done by early morning it's not working in the my zone of genius at all so I've got to be if I want to give them the best care ever I've got to work within what's what's when I work best so that's looking at your chronographic yeah and I don't want to be resentful either I don't want to work on the weekends and then be resentful that I'm stepping into a consult it's not a it's just because I haven't set that that boundary up for myself it's a good way to go actually isn't it to just really start and be really clear of how you want to live your life yeah yeah and then those people step into step into your realm yeah which is which is a nice way to go what um do you do then with regards to collecting data so do you do you email out a welcome pack questionnaires uh how do you do testing how does that all work Yes, so I do a fair bit of stool testing, but after Dr. Ruscio, I might uh, <laughs> reconsider. No, I'm kidding. I still, I still find that really valuable. Um, so I sent when we make the appointment, yep. we make the initial appointment, and um, then I send them out a welcome email. So that's through Clinico. Um, and they make the appointment themselves online. No, okay. I will set that up though. I, I think that um, I've got that loosely set up, but I haven't promoted that. And I think okay. that'll be really valuable to, so people can just mm. do that instead of having to email me or call me. Um, so I send them out the welcome email. They pay in advance. I think that's really important that they commit to the payment because mm. then they turn mm. up. Yeah. Um, and then you don't have to chase money. There's nothing worse than having to yeah. chase money. Um, um, do, you, again, do you keep the credit card on file? Is that how I ask okay. if, if it's okay to keep the credit card on file, and generally I do. And most people are okay with it. So um, I send the welcome letter out. They pay direct, generally direct deposit or via PayPal here link. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I use the questionnaire, the HAQ, 
and then they come and see me in that first initial consultation. We run through the questionnaire, I pull out all those bits that I want to dig a bit deeper in, um, and then I'll send them off to do some testing. So I'll just provide them with a script, um, a signed script. I'll send that out to them, and, and that's it's easy to do that yeah. via phone. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, and given that I do keep their card details on file, um, PayPal here on phone yeah. is fantastic. So you just okay. pop the details in, and um, you can make the payment after the consult. Or, and I again just order the supplements for them. So it's pretty, pretty yeah. streamlined. Okay. Yeah. It sounds like a good system. Yeah. 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 I think what so. You, when does it, is there an issue with incompatibility? I'm just thinking constipation. Elderly people's a real, you know, issue in their world. Yes. What if you've got a little old lady like my mother who has no idea about how how to Skype, how to do any of that? What 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 happens then? Yeah. Funnily enough, I don't get a lot of elderly, even okay. though that would be a huge market for me. Particularly in Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I think I've, I've had one person um, consider it, but again, the Skype thing was a bit of an issue for her. I. I do a home visit for one person yeah. who's in a wheelchair but it's not I don't recommend it to be honest home visits mm. just it, there's a lot of time invested in that and mm. you're not really charging for the time you could but then it would be a bit exorbitant um no but I don't really see a lot of elderly I think it would probably be a bit of an issue I had someone that um was happy to do phone yes okay. consults yeah. um if we must, then that's fine. But I, I prefer to see, I prefer to engage and connect and see them in the flesh and mm-hmm. and that sort of thing, as well. And I ask them to, you know, look at their nails and and to, you know, all that sort of stuff. And so I kind of want to just gauge what they look like yeah. and connect with them myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they want to connect. I, I believe so. Yeah. So you mentioned a program that you have, a bowel program that you've been marketing online, been watching that come about. So yes. this is the first run through yes, the program. Yes, it is. We're in the first week. Yeah. So <laughs> I, was, I was actually um, impressed with that when we were talking earlier. You said that at the moment you've just got a small starting number, which I think is actually the safest way to go. Because yeah. <laughs> you, you don't want to have you know, 50 people sign up to your program initially until you've actually done a, almost like a pilot. Like a pilot, yeah. Through and yep. what works, what doesn't work. Uh, so I think your numbers look pretty good with that. But you um, – tell me about how you marketed that. Yes. I was speaking to you a little bit about that before. Um, I think, you know, having a launching strategy is really important. Um, I didn't have a really solid launching strategy. I sold to my um, existing email list of about um, 2,000 people who were already warm, which is which is fine, you know. Um, and I'd spoken about it because I send out a newsletter every week, and so I just you know mentioned it. I dropped it in every mm. so often. I linked to why it's important to move the bowels. I you know said I'm really excited about this thing. I'm about to to offer them, um, and then and then started taking orders, and then gave them two weeks to actually place the order before before they actually had the start date. Yeah. Um, the platform that might be useful for practice to know about that we use is ClickFunnels. It is amazing. Is it ClickFunnels? ClickFunnels. And um, if anyone's heard of Russell Brunson, he um, owns ClickFunnels. But it's so – and luckily I've had my partner – who is very much on the online space to, to work at the back end of it all. But he set up the sales page. You can put your, um, you can take, you know, money through, uh, you can connect Stripe um, to your 
ClickFunnels platform. It's easy to navigate through for me. Yeah. Once I've been told how to use it, it's easy, easy to navigate through. You can put little videos on there. Um, it just makes it really aesthetically pleasing and, and you're able to, to go through the page really easily. Yeah. Um, so how did I launch it? Pretty much just to my warm audience. I, as I mentioned to you, I think um, have, having a strategy around yeah. your social media and around how you're going to launch it is really important and that's what will happen for the next yeah. time, you know. At the moment, yes, it's a, probably about six people that have jumped on, which I'm, I'm happy with, with yeah. a really mild launch. It's um, only a four-week four program. Yes, yeah. and I thought about doing a pilot, actually. I was recommended and then I went, you know what, from my experience, when you offer free consultation to a friend or anyone they don't value it they don't do the work or they don't turn up and so i want people to pay for it it's at a decent price at the moment it is it looks it's it's really good value actually i was looking through it what you're offering totally and people are able Mm. to um provide feedback they're able to you know they're able to probably engage with me more in this one than how much i'm going to engage in Mm. the the future ones to come i don't know Mm. but i think people like being a part of the first one at times you know I think what I, what I liked about your program was it's not, you know, Metagenics we often talk about, I don't want to make this all about Metagenics, but Metagenics we often say, oh, you know, you run a program and you can have this and it's set up in this way and you charge this amount and you provide these products, but your program offers so much more. You've got the video connections, yep. um, question answer panel, things you have once a week, um, you've got yoga Yes. videos as well that they can do so yep. there's just so much more than just a uh, you know consultation come and listen to a talk yeah kind of program yeah mm. yeah definitely yeah so the well, hopefully it gets received how, how do your videos work how does how do you actually do that um because you do it through facebook live is that all facebook live no the videos YouTube? that i do on the because i offer videos within every week because i drip feed them week by week the program so they don't jump ahead yeah. they can implement the changes and then they move on to the next lot of changes and so I tried to offer them um, a short video and then a PDF to accompany that so say for example I might be talking about why you need to ditch gluten for this program or whatever and I might talk about that in a um, video that may run for 10 to 15 minutes and then I'll offer them a PDF which will give them a bit more detail so they can nerd out on it if they like i just feel like some people may need one or the other you know some people like to also just engage with you and make make and feel as though you're part of the program even though you're not physically there all the time um and the facebook live i've decided to do on a weekly basis so on a wednesday night oh it's a q a and it may run for 30 to 45 minutes depending on how many questions i get Mm. And um, just run through anything that's coming up for them. I don't know if I'm going to so keep it's that. It's almost a troubleshooting. Yeah, thing. yeah, totally. And and you know, it's it's going to be relevant to what they've had to do in the week. Um, and I'll you know I'll save that because not everyone's on Facebook. To okay. be honest, I've had some people email and say, "Hey, can you send that through to me late uh, later?" Um, but yeah, I think that'll just organically change. I don't know if. I will change the format of that if I will do a little bit of a webinar, a recorded webinar that I'll drip feed them every week. We'll see what happens, how many mm. people engage. If it's if they if at the end when I send out the survey, survey if that 
was one of the reasons why they bought the program yeah. or if they didn't really care if it was there or not. So yeah. it's all a bit of a trial and error for this first one. Yeah. And the um, questions are pre-sent to you, so you, you know what they're going to be beforehand. Yeah, yeah. And, and if I don't can... get any, then I'll just kind of discuss what I think might be coming up for them yeah. <laughs> and get the ball rolling myself. Yeah, And yeah. then they can comment, they can feed through on the live, they can interact with you yes. on the um, live Facebook Facebook, feed. yep, yep. They can mm. write their little questions on there if they turn up live. Yeah, okay. Mm. But before that, I actually uh, sent a survey out in my newsletter to say um, – I asked a few things before I launched the program. How often do you go to the bathroom? You know, is it um, supported with a, do you need to use an aid like a laxative or a colonic or something like that? Just to gauge um, what my people, yes, how regular they were. But also if I was to put on a webinar, what days are good and what times are good? Because I just wanted to get a bit of an idea. And yeah. so... Quite a lot of people were, were saying if it's recorded, that'd be great because we just watch it in our own time. And honestly, so do I. Normally, yeah. I tend to watch Facebook Lives at a later time yeah. rather than jump on at a particular time. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but I th- I'd recommend people do that. Just take a little bit of a survey mm. and see you know, how is it, how important is it for people to have these things? How yeah. much do they want you to engage in it? But also be realistic. You know, How much are you charging um, for the program and how much do you really want to be like do you want it to be an evergreen product do you, do you want it to just be sitting there um generating a bit of income for you and the, you're supporting people along the way and then you move them into a membership program or a one-on-one consultation if they need yeah. help which i still am trying to work out you know at the end of it all there will be people that probably need further investigation yeah. or one-on-one support and then now leading them into okay do you need to see someone one-on-one was it enough blah 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 We'll see. This is flying by the same <laughs> Well, at least at least you're being innovative, and you know you're also. I think the online business has its merit in that uh, people are time poor. Yeah, do you know? And and just if they can spend half an hour with you face to face on Skype, as opposed to the other half hour driving to you, parking, getting back again. Yeah, you know, that that's that's half an hour as opposed to an hour possibly and you know that's at best for a lot of people definitely and I think look sadly a lot of the health funds still um, recommend that you do see somewhat your patient at least once Mm. and then you can move on to Skype and they still are able to claim so that's the only downfall at the moment I think that might change so people that do see me I do make it clear that you just check with your health fund but generally you probably won't be able to claim for these consoles because I haven't seen you in the flesh mm-hmm. so that's that's a bit of a downfall it's something to consider for um, patients and prackies but you may be able to see them that one time and then jump on Skype for the follow-up appointments and then they can still claim has it been an issue with any of your patients at this stage uh, not really okay not really I probably have lost maybe one or two who have inquired yes and then I'll just say no just just be very clear so you mentioned before that you've got a um, an, a mailing list of about two thousand people, and you've been here for here in Ballina for eighteen months. How did how did you get two thousand people on your mailing list? I mean, I think that people would probably be quite intrigued as to how, yeah, how you get that many if you collaborations and just getting my content out there, like being a guest blogger on One Eighty Nutrition, um, Food Matters, Mind Body and Green. Also, the collaborations with um, certain people they will um they will provide me with their list yeah 
and then I'm able to upload that into my MailChimp list, if that makes sense. So you can do that? So the person's you can if you get permission. So, right. yeah, so if they've opted into an article I've written for that particular yes, okay. company, then um, they've opted into, I guess, signing into... I don't know what she's done, to be honest, but um, every every few months she'll, she will give me a CSV list of, of these people that have um, opted in to that yep. particular article that I'd wrote, written, okay. and um, I upload that. But generally the, the bulk of the people have come from just putting my content out there and being a guest blogger and, mm. um, um, yeah, jumping on podcasts. Work-wise, what does that require, being a guest blogger? Do you, do you, do you, are you constantly contacting people? I wish you... I had more time. Because yeah. I like writing content. I love it. I think that that's you know, my creative time, like mm-hmm. writing in general. But I don't I'm, – I'm not a person that can spit out a blog post article in a couple of hours. Some people can be really great at that. But for me, I take time and that maybe a week for one article, which I need to get better at. But I think as I've gotten busier, I've had less and less time to develop the content. Yeah. So I think um, having a strategy around that even – time to develop content to to get my name out there you know constantly so you're just you're constantly getting new patients and you're able to you know when people start to you know they don't need to see you as frequently anymore um then you've got a constant stream of people coming in yeah okay so getting into how do you get your foot in the door so say if somebody listening goes oh you know i'd love to do some guest blogging or i'd love to do um I'd love to get onto Food Matters, something like that, or there's a magazine that's in my town or region that I'd like to get into. Yep. Have you found a foolproof way of getting your foot in the door? Do you get knockbacks? Or what, how's that work out there in the real world? Oh, I think there's a few ways. I think you you just need to be ballsy and ask. Okay. Um, you'd really do. Just need to you need to you know find their email um, and just pitch yourself, but don't make it all about you. I think if you're writing yeah, them an email, that that the initial few sentences needs to be you know, um, love what you do. I've been listening to your podcast or, you know, been following you for a while. Um, this is what I can offer. I'm, I'm Linda, blah, blah, blah. Um, this is what I can offer your audience. Um, you know, so I think that you need to, and look, I I may not have the greatest of formulas, but that that's, what's worked for me. And I think if you can get a soft introduction, so I'm lucky that my partner is part owner of 180 Nutrition and, and it really gave me a um, bit of a stepping stone just to find my voice. And so I started to write, they needed content, I started to write content. Um, and then I just got a bit more um, comfortable with just asking people. And I think, especially when it comes to podcasts, if that scares you, then just, just start with the smaller guys, the people that don't have as a, a bigger following or maybe they're they've got a really um what you have to to deliver is needs to be really really simple and basic and so it doesn't scare you as much and you're more inclined to get on like because the reality is people need content all the time like mind body and groom and food matters they've even got a section in their um website that says if you want to contribute this is the email so you just need to you know you need to put yourself out there um because they need to spit out multiple content a day so and even podcasters have massive massive websites absolutely Mm. i mean they've changed it a little bit the way that they work um 
lately because I used to have someone and that's a thing I think once you find someone that you can send your your content to and be a regular on their platform yeah. it's a great relationship because they can edit your um, article to suit them they could you know they can tell you what they need and so therefore you can go and you can write it if, if it suits you um, and so I just I just think put yourself out there and don't don't um, give up if you get a bit of a knockback just keep trying I think there's there's um, or even ask them okay well this is these are my areas of interest like just so you know is there anything that you need written for example yeah, okay um but yeah i think i think you just need to ask you know you and not stop asking you get better at writing those emails or pitching to yourself um i've learned along the way um how to sell myself a little bit better and i think it's it's come through listening to podcasts like um I think someone that comes to mind is Janet Murray. She's got a um, podcast and it's all, she uh, used to work in PR, but she talks about pitching to journalists and um, not that I'm pitching to a journalist, but the formula is slightly the same. Like it's, she's got blog posts written on it. She's had multiple podcasts about that and and it's just keeping it really simple. They don't have time. They're going to be scanning through your email anyway. So get straight to the point. Um, It's the same with the doctor's referral. It'll be the same so don't have time tell me and even um with me i don't like to read long emails and so you think about <laughs> it's like what do you need from me what are you after what can you offer my customers you know um while i'm thinking in there what they need but but um you know there's so many amazing practitioners out there with lots of things to lots of experience and lots of things to offer people they need your content just put yourself out there they yeah. they're they're after it so yeah. It's actually interesting to say that, and it's probably the last thing I'll say before we finish up is that um, I read things at, like Women's Health and you know, Men's Health magazine. I look at that, and you know that's out there as probably one of the biggest resources, at least in Australia, for the general public just to go to a resource. And the material in there is, is twenty years out of date as far yes. as the nutrition side of it, and uh, and. Yeah, so if you've got something better that you can offer, please do it. <laughs> and and I have to say, if this inspires anyone, you'll see a lot of influencers that have just kind of learnt themselves or they've had personal experience with a health journey and, you know, they've got no a massive following and they're putting it out there. You can step up and, and offer so much more yeah. and everyone's got their little, you know, things that they love to treat or that they're interested in or they get multiple people walking in the door for that you just have randomly tra- treated so I think yeah I just, you just need to back yourself <laughs> and it's scary it's scary in the beginning you just got to be okay with taking the knock knockbacks because um, eventually you'll get a bit of a break and then it'll just you'll become a regular or you may not even enjoy it you know yeah. so you, you may it. decide that that's not for you and you know you might just decide to collaborate with others so I think if you don't want to develop content and put yourself out there um, in the way of a blog post or jumping on a podcast just think about who you could collaborate with pick up the phone or send an email and say hey I've got this you know I treat such and such group of people and you've got this product and I really think there's something here um so I think that those things can really work amazingly if you uh, just find the, you know, think about who's got your audience that you want to tap into. Yeah, I love, love the uh, words of advice on that. So if people wanted to find you, Linda Griprich. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, lindagriprich.com. So social media, um, website, um, Instagram story, all that sort of stuff. I'm yeah. pretty, pretty um, 
What if a practitioner wanted to buy or stock your tea? Oh, my website, lindagriprich.com. Better Me Tea is what it's called. BMT. Better Me Tea. See, the title, the name of this podcast is Standing on the Shoulders of Giants. So, Linda Griprich being a giant, have you got any uh, advice for people out there? Um, I I think, well, the biggest thing for me is just... If it scares you, do it anyways. It's probably something that you, you know, that you would really benefit from. And don't underestimate that um, what that scariness means. You know, it doesn't. For me, I've it's been so easy to just say, okay, it'd be easy to just walk away from this and you know go and get a job or something like that. But seeing these little things that make you nervous and challenge you as a very, very good thing. Just back yourself, step up and, you know, back yourself. There's, there's, there's an audience for everyone. There really is. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Metagenics Best Practice Podcast. Find us on iTunes and leave a review. Join our practitioner-only Metagenics Facebook group to be informed of new podcast releases, keep up to date with key industry updates and more. Visit metagenics.com.au to find useful links and resources relating to this podcast and sign up to our e-newsletter.